Hi, everyone. Welcome to Film Trooper Presents, the Film Marketing Fridays. I'm your host, Scott Mc... And today, I finally have another guest with me to mug here after the screen share uh, button. <laughs> okay, there I am. Uh, happy Fourth of July to all of uh, you um, Americans. I, we actually have people all over the world uh, kind of tuning into this. So over here we call it um, Independence Day. I think other people might call it, um, if you're in Britain, might call it the American Rebellion or Col Colonial Rebellion. <laughs> I don't know what they call it. <laughs> but anyhow, um, guest is Jeremy Benson. And uh, he just worked on, he's going to see his credits, this editor, producer, Rosetta, audiovisual. Someone got cut off at the end. But we're going to go into this because you guys just finished, you and the uh, director and uh, I was I would assume the uh, right. creator, right? Uh, why don't you fill us in a little bit about Rosetta, um, the audiovisual, audio this, this full-length documentary you guys are doing. And then I'll show you some. Uh, I'll show the viewers some links. And Great. Stuff. So Rosetta Audiovisual is a feature-length documentary following uh, the post-metal band Rosetta, which is based out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and it's their kind of struggle with uh, as they they decide to take their um, take their fate into their own hands and go out on their own and break from their label and release their own album. Uh, by themselves without any help from from a uh, studio or not a studio studio would be a film thing um, a label and uh, in, a, in a sense it's kind of it's just as far as, far as this what we're, we're talking about here it's it's almost what we're as filmmakers we're all trying to trying to start doing now as well is we're, we're taking that risk and uh, the tools are available now and we're trying to put it out there um, so there's kind of some some, some parallels as well, uh, but yeah, it's it's about friendships. It's about uh, it's a it's a has about a lot of things as well as just this band. But um, primarily, we're focusing on on the the fans of this band. Okay, cool. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna switch over to this uh, screen share um, so people can kind of see the Indiegogo link. Um, I can't really play the video because when it gets piped back yeah. through Hangout, it's just, it looks like garbage. But there will be a link for everybody, uh, as always. Um, you can have the PDF download of the slide presentation, and all the links are included. So um, as I find my screen share button again, um, where am I? Oh, here we go. This is awesome. So, okay. Uh, here we go. Boom. There you see it. Um, they should be able to see it. I have to see if I can see it. <laughs> okay, I do see it. <laughs> All right, so this is it. So you'll get this link. This is the um, Indiegogo project um, fundraiser. And when I talked to you guys, you guys were about, um, I don't know, a couple thousand dollars shy um, mm -hmm. reaching your goal of $6,000. And what I understand, um, you know, we could, like I said, I could play this. Um, but you probably right. won't hear it out there, so um, you can check it out. I'll just kind of scroll through it a little bit. Um, I guess I have to play it first to scroll through it. Um, let's see here. Let's see, Justin. See, I can hear this. I don't know if people can hear this. No, I can't. Well, there's, where there he is. There's our boy. Yeah. Can you hear it? No, I can't. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we actually use Hangouts a lot um, because with the director in... Um, in, in the Baltimore area, and I'm I'm myself in yes. in Los Angeles. We actually use Hangouts a lot to kind of share my screen while I'm editing, uh, and we have to. It's a little uh, complicated setup to get the audio actually going to them as well. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I need to pipe this through another uh, mixer so people can actually hear the audio. But I just want at least right. people to see Justin. And this is I'm sorry, Justin. This is the best picture I can get for you right there. <laughs> yeah. So there's Justin, and uh, this is Justin Jackson, right? Right, and so he is the director and uh, creator and putting this together. And I I'm curious, what? How did you guys? What was the major push uh, to get you guys past your goal um, in the last few days? I, you know, I think that we did end up getting. I think one of the things that we kind of we thought that would there be some response from. 
from fans, but we actually expected a little bit more of a, you know, kind of a balance of friends and family. But actually, most of this response has actually been from fans, which has been um, quite, uh, which is is which is great, which is who we've primarily made the movie for. Um, but we've gotten some contributions, quite sizable ones, and we would call each other up and just like, do you know this person? And we'd find that we didn't know them. Um, I think one of the big pushes that we had is we added, um, initially when we did it, we were only going to just going to do all our, pretty much all our perks are kind of just videos, um, ad additional videos like concerts, um, like full-length concerts that, were, that we shot multicam that we're going to also make available. There'll be portions of them in the film, but uh, as a separate download, they can have these uh, entire concerts. But we didn't offer DVDs at first, and I think once we added DVDs, that actually gave us a little extra push as well. Um, Old school DVDs—that that was like one of the key perks, huh? Yeah, yeah. For sure, I think I think we we're like, oh well, a lot of people. Because I know me personally, when I when I support a film on Indiegogo or Kickstarter or stuff, most of the time I, I I just I don't like physical stuff just piling up here anymore. I'd much rather just have a have a digital download or a way right. of watching it digitally. Um, and I think that's what we're kind of going with. And we just also didn't want to really worry too much about the logistics of of all that. But we've we found a good service um, that we can use and, and it's uh, it'll be pretty manageable. Uh, but that's once we added that we got a lot of um, interest in the DVDs itself. Can I ask you what service you guys have decided on uh, to manufacture or print out the DVDs? Well, I've I've used a service um, through you know just just as far as my job as an editor, just editing other other things. Uh, service called Kunaki. That's K U N A K I. Uh, it's the, yeah. Kunaki. It's a very very bare bones service. It's you pretty much upload it. You uh, you upload your kind of DVD master. It, it it they have a little application that you download. It's only for Windows, um, and you upload it to their servers in Nevada, and then you can order just kind of on demand. And the the prices are really reasonable. They can ship directly to whatever address that you want. Um, uh, so that's so that's really cool. And then or you can just order a whole batch for yourself, and then just uh, ship it out. But it's full casing. Uh, full disc, full color disc printing, um, and shrink wrap with prices that start like at a dollar. Interesting, interesting, very yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, so let's see here. We have, uh, whoops, I'm gonna jump over here. So we've got um, your campaign, and that was an interesting little tidbit about actual physical media, where we, you know, tend to say, hey, you know what, in our own um, perspective, I think both of you and I are like, hey, less physical goods the better, you know? Mm, the less yeah. stuff I have to pile up on house, that's good school. But um, one thing they definitely teach sort of in marketing and business is sort of it's not about you, it's about your audience. And so you have to sort of test out what your audience wants. And that's right. one of the, the, the great things about the crowdfunding uh, explosion is a lot of business people look at it as a way of testing product ideas. Because mm. You can, and they look at it from a business person's perspective. They actually look at it as, you know, I'll, I'll put a goal, a very modest goal up to see if there's any bites, any interest in this product that I'm putting out there. Because if there is, I get a pre-sale. So that tells me that there's people that are willing to put skin in the game to get this product, and that tells me that I can move forward. Or I can adjust, you know, the product. And it's based off um, this book Eric Reese wrote uh, called The Lean Startup. And he talks about the minimum viable product, the MVP. You, they, like a tech startup, he would literally um, um, sort of, you know, make like a, like a, a product that is um, like a software product that just works barely, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you send it out to the audience, uh, your customer base, and then you uh, get money, you know, some pre-sales or whatever it is, so people are or buying in, and then you get their feedback. So this is your your direct customers are telling you what's working or what's not working in the world of software. And the question is for filmmakers, how does that work? How do you make that work? 
Um, sometimes it might just be testing out like some artwork, um, some initial maybe the story or the script is out there early, or some like uh, initial scene just to bite to see if people want to you know get into get involved or interested in what you're selling. Um, so definitely for the marketing business standpoint, people uh, they really like this idea of crowdfunding for that reason because you get to test out a product idea. And since film is a product, a digital product, and now you know you'd be a physical product because you're going to put it on DVD. Mm -hmm. um, the question, I really, it's interesting because Rosetta, um, are they an East Coast band? Uh, yes, they are. They are an East Coast band. Uh, they. Their fan base here in the U.S. is is pretty decent. I mean, they're they're not a huge band. They're that's they're kind of a, a niche niche band, um, but their actual their popularity. So we actually got a lot of contributions as well from uh, overseas, particularly in Europe and Russia and, and some of these these other countries. So um, yep. so they're they're relatively popular in their genre uh, here in the U.S., but actually probably more popular. The, uh, in overseas. Now, hear me. Um, if you can explain, like, what post metal is for most people that don't know, know um, I think there's a lot of different categories for. But it's interesting that you mentioned like uh, the European countries, Germany, Russia. I think that sort of plays well into this this sort of band's uh, music style niche. Niche. <laughs> yeah, it's um. I think as far as as far as defining post metal, uh, I just went to Wikipedia because it's it's <laughs> it's one of these things where, like Rosetta itself, I think has been called many things. I think in even in one review, I think they've been called astronaut metal. Um, <laughs> so it's one of these things where there's there's it's a very loose definition. So, um, so Wikipedia it's got a, as a fusion music genre, a mixture between the genres of post rock. Heavy metal and shoegazing, which is the new word that I've I've seen here. Shoegazing is a subgenre of alternative okay. rock that emerged from the United Kingdom in the 1980s with band, by bands such as My Bloody Valentine, Slow Dive, and Ride. All right. <laughs> I'm a uh, Ride. So yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I think you've got you've got some kind of uh, the post rock. I think some examples of that would be like explosions in the sky, which is kind of very kind of melodic, uh, maybe sometimes indulgent, uh, very long kind of instrumentals. Um, I think their music is kind of notable in um, Friday Night Lights, um, and so essentially you take that and and make it metal, and that's that's kind of what post metal is as well. And do you know if? Um... Was it um, just kind of quickly like how did Justin get involved, or it was like he was just a fan of the band, or did he know the band, um, and then how did he get connected with you, being that you're on the West Coast, correct? Right, uh, Justin and I we actually went to to film school together, so we went to North Carolina School of the Arts, or now University of North Carolina School of the Arts in Winston Salem, North Carolina, um, and we had actually. Uh, ten years ago, or not not ten years ago, but uh, about eight years ago, after we graduated, graduated, we actually both were in the Atlanta area. We moved to the Atlanta area because this is kind of what we wanted to do back then. We wanted to make a a uh, a documentary, specifically on on a music documentary. That's what we really wanted to do. We wanted to work on documentaries with each other, and then we wanted to to work to support ourselves doing doing that and we kind of failed at the time uh, we didn't we weren't able to, to we didn't have experience we weren't able to, to kind of break in and we ended up um, through some connections I had we ended up working for um, Time Inc in Birmingham Alabama for for a couple of years and then we split off in different directions he went uh, up to New York I went to um, to work with he went went to work with uh, New York to work with MTV and Samsung for a while, and I'm 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 out here on the West Coast, um, and so he kind of made some documentary, made a couple short documentaries, um, one an artist uh, that we kind of worked on while we were in Georgia, and then uh, he was just kind of 
you know, he has a day job working as a production coordinator uh, for a company called Laureate. And he was just looking for something creatively that he wanted. He wanted to continue doing what we originally set out to do. So he kind of just started looking around, seeing what bands that he was a fan of, and you know, just started contacting people again. Because we we did actually contact quite a few people at the time, but we just back in Georgia, but we just didn't get anywhere because when it came to well, what experience do you have? No one was willing to to trust us, which is a valid concern. Um, we didn't really have much to show besides a couple short films from from film school. Uh, so we had a little bit more experience. He was able to show show the band what he's done in the past, and he just I, at the time Justin didn't really have a plan. He thought maybe he'd just do a short short documentary on the band, and he just he found himself three years later that he'd captured them the tumultuous time of them leaving their label of them. Uh, taking this risk on on uh, putting all their money into this this new record um, and releasing it themselves. So from there, we we found out with the hundreds of hours of stuff that he f he filmed, where he didn't necessarily have a plan going into it, that we actually had a a, a narrative, we had an arc, uh, and um, I was kind of brought in. When he start, when he realized he had that. Interesting. Um, have you guys seen the uh, documentary called Artifact um, about the Thirty Seconds to Mars? Um, their their plight against their label, where they were sued by their label for thirty million dollars. Oh wow! It's, uh, no, Jared, I haven't. Yeah, Jared Leto's band. Yeah. No, I haven't seen uh, I haven't seen that documentary, Artifact. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Um, only because this is cool. Because where they stuck with their label, but you could, they documented sort of their plight of do they go independent or not, and they really did a great job of like sort of summing up the music industry, uh, the state it is now. And what what mm -hmm. got me thinking was for you guys is that you can take um, when this is finished. So like when we go over here to I'm going to click back. Yeah, so back to your Indiegogo um, campaign. The idea is that, number one, you guys did a really great job of making sure that the goal was reasonable. You know, it right. wasn't like you're asking for $60,000. It was asking for $6,000 for basically finishing funds because uh, I assume the film is fairly finished, but you need some the extra boost. Now, even though you reached your goal, you still have 20 days left in your initial goal. And uh, if we scroll down here, oh, there's Justin. See, I must have a much better picture. Oh, right. Sorry, yeah. Justin. I forgot there was a, so, okay. <laughs> a large picture on the page. Yeah. So there, okay, and then there's some, here's a picture of Rosetta. So you can kind of see, this is, you know, when we say post-metal, for those fans, you know, it's uh, it's it's a harder, you know, harder edge uh, sound. So, you know, when you're sh shoegazing, I, I suppose, is your head's down on your shoe and you're gazing, <laughs> you know, bobbing your head. Anyhow, um, you guys have something really cool. So look, if you reach $7,500, then in, then you can add extra perks and uh, and you've written here like um, every contributor will receive a digital copy of deleted scenes and extras not contained in the theatrical version of the film. Anyone who's chosen a perk with a DVD will also get the deleted scenes and extras on their DVD. So that's very cool. So, so you have 20 days from here, July 4th, um, to get to $7,500 to get some added uh, perks. Now the interesting thing what I was thinking is that you guys, um, because of the film that's out, Artifact, um, the good news is you can. Sorry, I'm on my doing. I'm doing like a bunch of different things. I talk. Okay. <laughs> so what's the good news is like when you guys release it, you can sort of pair it to sort of that already marketing campaign. So people that may have seen that film, maybe they right. hashtag like Artifact or whatever it is. Um, uh, you can you can piggyback off that. It's really cool, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so there's something to think about. So there's like at the post-marketing as you guys are finishing it. There's something, there's where the, the difference is where that film, they had to deal with like resolving issues with their label. Rosetta has this whole story about, no, we're not even accepting the label even though we've been asked to, that we made a decision we're going to go independent. And um, it is it is 
a great parallel for independent filmmakers to really see what the independent films, uh, independent musicians are doing in relationship to the record company. Because obviously we've probably heard this before, but what's happened to the music industry is a good guiding light for where the independent film industry is going. You know, and sort of to try to figure out what those independent artists are doing or how the relationship with the artists, uh, musicians, and labels is the same thing, very similar thing that, that independent filmmakers have to deal with, um, with uh, distributors and distribution companies and the studio system and what, whatnot. So the good news is that the musicians sort of have, uh, are taking the brunt that uh, those independent filmmakers can have an opportunity to learn from that. Let's see here. Do we freeze up? No, I'm still here. I'm still here too, but my face is frozen. And my oh, there's no. my mouse. Oh, okay, that's nice. I don't know. You know what it is? It's Fourth of July, and I have house guests, and my get <laughs> up my Wi-Fi. So, <laughs> all right, so we're back. All right, I want to show you something real quick to see. We're gonna go back to um, my screen share. If it wakes up, wake up. Okay. Sorry. Gosh. Technology. When, <laughs> you know, I know it's, we're, we're early on in this stuff, but oh, okay. Where is it? All right. Screen share. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like calling Siri. Screen share. All right. Why is it not working? Not yet. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to go back to you, and then I'm going to go back to me, and then I'm going to click the screen share option. And maybe it's happening. Uh, I don't see anything. No, 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 no. It's not working for my end. By the way, if anybody is out there, I doubt it. Um, one or two viewers or something like that. There, there is the Q and A app activated. So if you have any questions, you can always just uh, shoot that over. Um, hmm, it's a bummer. I can't seem to uh, get it over. Anyway, I wanted what I wanted to show was there was like six tips of like how to run a successful crowdfunding campaign. And I wanted to ask you, did you guys follow any of those six tips? And this is coming from like a Kickstarter thing. And okay. so since I, can't, since I can't see it on my screen, I'm going to have to just tell people what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why the screen share option is not working right now. Okay, so number one is this is based off Kickstarter. And Kickstarter has... Um, the difference between the main difference between Kickstarter and the Indiegogo, at least initially, I think things have changed. But Kickstarter was you have to reach your goal, your funding, otherwise you get no money, right? That's yeah, that's still true. Yeah, that's still true. Okay, so where Indiegogo is like, look, you know what? Um, you can you can get you can take whatever money you earn or whatever you raise, you know. So. I've seen a lot more uh, campaigns on Indiegogo because of this reason and less on Kickstarter of, of late. Um, but one of the things that they teach on Kickstarter is to keep your campaign under 30 days. And mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about how many days did you guys have yours out? 60? 30? Oh, well, I think technically it was 31. Yeah, we were, we were, we actually thought the same, the, around the same. For what we were asking, we knew if we were going to put it for 60 days, there was going to be a ridiculous lull in the middle. Like, no matter what we do, it's just like, it's just, uh, if, if you look at these, these campaigns, they're always he heavy at the top and heavy, uh, generally heavy, you know, unless it's like reading Rainbow or something, it's heavy at the top and heavy at the end. Uh, but a lot, of, a lot of that stuff in the middle, um, there's not a lot of action. So we might as well just keep it at 30 days because we're either going to raise the money or we're not. Yeah, that we felt. No, that's good. We did 31 days, so technically well, there was one other tip, on, at least with the, on the Indiegogo side, on their tips that, that's, that advise not closing on the weekend. So we did 31 days. We, we were able to, to set it at 31 days, so we end on like a Monday. I don't, I don't know exactly what day that we end on. Um, but it's not a weekend or a holiday, so that's wow. a, that's a suggestion that they made not to do because people are, you know, out having fun and and doing great weekend stuff in their projects, and they may forget that oh yeah, their their uh, their campaign's ending. So <laughs> yeah, how how many people were involved with the campaign? Was it just yourself and Justin? Uh, primarily myself, Justin, and then his brother Jay, who's also 
uh, a producer um, and is and is helping out with the uh, kind of the writing process as well. So let me ask you. Um, you guys have 31 days because you you mapped it out. So it's like okay, let's not make sure that we don't end this on a weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And did you have a strategy plan, like a marketing plan, to um, just have like a daily, consistent sort of uh, you know material that you're going to send to uh, backers or potential backers or uh, I don't know what they what do they call an Indiegogo? Is it backers? Uh, I think it's contributors on Indiegogo. Okay. Yeah. Is it called backers on Kickstarter? Right. Right. Um, so initially we did we launched when we did because the band was we want we knew we needed to get a push from the band before uh to to get get things started um and we prior to um, about two or three weeks prior to launching the campaign we created a a facebook page we created a twitter twitter account um and we linked those two up together so when we put a facebook post it it automatically makes a twitter a twitter a tweet as well um and we did what we could to kind of to gain, I guess, kind of fans or, or I guess, people likes, I guess, uh, since it is Facebook. Um, and then the band, it's a couple days before we launched our campaign. The band then told everyone about the page. We also had a, a website, a very simple website right now, um, set up with basically a link to the page and just some, uh, like a contact form. And uh, I think if you want to be kept notified, you can put your email address in there too. Um, if you want to stay notified for uh, for further updates, um, but I think once we launched it, to the band also uh, sent a, a Facebook message out, or not a message, but just a status post about about the documentary. And uh, then they went away to China, so we knew that we were going to be maybe on our own for a while. Uh, they didn't think they would have access uh, specifically because it's a little difficult unless you have like a VPN to access uh, Facebook in China. Um, right. So, uh, but they were they were actually able to to do so a couple times. They were able to help uh, help us out um, by retweeting us while they're in China. So I guess they did find access to a VPN at some point. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we, we try to keep keep uh, you know a message every every now and then. We try to use the update feature on Indiegogo to keep engaged with those that have already contributed to us. Um, there's a tool that I just found out about that we're gonna we're gonna try to to uh, use this weekend or kind of set up called Buffer. And right. what that allows you to do, I don't know, if maybe your your listeners might be already familiar with it, but it's um, allows you to essentially just schedule out. Um, so your social media, you can go ahead and pre-write a bunch of a bunch of posts that you want to do, and then you can schedule it to go out at a certain time. Uh, and that way, so you can possibly write, you know, a week's worth of of updates just to keep people aware that oh yeah, it's still going on, um, and uh, and you don't have to really worry about the day-to-day aspect because if we, uh, Justin and I both have jobs, so we're, you know, sometimes that'll get a little crazy, so doing stuff on the weekend like that in, in preparation is a, is a, is a great uh, a great tip, especially if you've got to kind of juggle it around uh, other life stuff. Right, right. Um, Actually, um, yeah, Buffer, so th- those who don't know, it's uh, it was primarily made for Twitter um, originally, and it was just sort of, they created like this pre-made schedule. So you can create your tweets, um, or like you want to retweet something, or create some your own tweets. Uh, you can fill it into this uh, uh, dialog box, or this basically this uh, their interface, and it'll schedule out over a course of time, over the you know throughout the day, every every day of the week for you. So you always look like you're active, or you have something active happening on behalf of your account. Um, I tried Buffer. I really like the interface, and a lot of people use it. Um, I've opted to go with Hootsuite only because Hootsuite um, allowed me to also schedule into Facebook pages. So the pages that I, or groups, I'm sorry, pages and groups, so mostly groups. So there's a lot of like filmmaking groups or um, depending if you're, you might be like, um, you know, post-metal groups or people or groups mm-hmm. within that, um, the area that the band's from. 
and so you're allowed to with Hootsuite is also schedule into the pipes into those groups and they have a little bit of settings for uh, Google Plus profile pages uh, Hootsuite does Buffer doesn't have that yet um, I'm waiting for them to, to do that and I might probably switch over back to Buffer um, mm -hmm. but either one Buffer or Hootsuite is a really good uh, tool for doing that and it's interesting that you brought that up because you guys have like 20 days left in your campaign so in 11 days you already hit your um, right away you hit your, your, your goal which is fa fabulous Fabulous. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, so let me see. Going back to this tip, let me see if I can get the screen share working again one more time, people. Come on, people. Oh, there we go. Okay. So now, see this. I wanted to make this look like. Do you, everybody sees this? Good. Oh, great. Right. I, I'm trying to make these hangouts a little bit more uh, interesting to look at, look at, watched instead of just two people talking with you know microphones in their faces. Um, so try to enable the screen share function on uh, Google Hangouts. So here it was. So six tips of a successful campaign. This is based off Kickstarter stuff. So you guys kept it to 31 days, which is good, which is they say keep it, the campaign under 30 days. And the reason you want to do that is like you create this sort of urgency, and there's something mm -hmm. neat about like sort of this uh, finite timeline that everybody feels like, oh, well, I better get in on this. But if you extend it out too long, people get lazy, and they won't, you know, participate until maybe the very last day. So you, the 30 days is always good because that's just about enough of a marketing blitz that people can can stomach without getting sick of it. Right. So, uh, so you make they say make it number two, make a budget included on a page. Um, I think this is really th these this these tips are actually coming from entrepreneur.com, uh, Entrepreneur Magazine, and um, this is really in general. This is outside of just making for films when they say make a budget. Is simply saying like this is what we're going to do the what this is what we're going to use the money for whatever we raise you know so it's you're being transparent, and then they say number three offer a lot of smaller awards perks and it's interesting because later on in the slide I'll show you what the Indiegogo's uh, CEO um, advice is for that so how let's switch back over to let's look over to your guys's uh, perks as I go to screen share and oh, wait I it, it always goes back to me first. All right. <laughs> then where is, uh, what happened to you guys? Where are you? What's this? What's this? All right. So hold on for a second. <laughs> it's like I got to set this up. I actually need like three monitors to make this thing work. Okay. <laughs> oh, there we go. There you are. Okay. So I want to take a look at your uh, screen. Um, yes. Oh, no. See, it's, it's hosing up. It's hosing up. There we go. Do you see this? I do see it. Okay, so let's look at your perks. You guys just start off nice. So Indiegogo allows you to do a featured perk. They don't call it perks. Mm -hmm. What do they call it? They call it perks, don't they? Oh, no, it's a perk, yeah. yeah. Right, that's right. Let me be Captain Obvious here, and it says right here, select a perk. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it's called. Okay, award is kick, Indie, Kickstarter calls it awards. All right, so Indiegogo calls it perk. So you have the featured perk at $30, be an educator, and then you get the list of uh, all this stuff here. And your base price is $10, which is good. Because it's like, hey, digital copy of the movie, boom, there it is. $10, that's a comfortable price he's used to, you know, for buying something. $25. At what point did you realize how how far into the campaign of your 31 days did you install the $25 DVD uh, uh, perk? Did I lose you? Oh no, I lost you. Look at me. Did I lose you? Are you on mute? Am I on mute? Hey, so you can hear me. What happened to your voice? I can see you and see your <laughs> expression, but somehow we lost each other's voices. But no, but you can hear me, and uh, the broadcast can hear me, but we can't hear you for some reason. Um. Great. This is. Oh, there you go. I hear Hello, you can you hear me? I can hear you now. What happened? I think I don't know. I think for some reason it, the Google Hangouts lost my uh, the big mic that I have in front of me right here. <laughs> so I'm using my um, I guess my laptop right now at the at the moment. Um, sound, it sounds so. It sounds good still. That you hear anything there? No. no. Uh, you know what? Let's double check. Okay. Um, if you want to check that little wheel. Your settings, 
Oh yeah, it's just I I just checked it just now and it looked like the the thing went away. So the the microphone went away that I was using for some reason. So I'll have to troubleshoot that later. But uh, <laughs> you can hear me now. I can so, hear. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sound good. I mean, yeah. it sounds well. Um, by the way, I do like the Captain America. Um, my family is sort of a, uh, my daughters become super obsessed with Captain America. Anyhow, so I'm going to switch back to the perks here. So, can you explain to us um, at what point, like you mentioned, you know, the $25 perk is uh, pretty significant, um, you know, and then you $40, $50, the usual. Was it getting, let me ask you, because you guys go all the way up to $750, which is great. You had two people claim that. That was huge. Right. Uh, let me ask you, was it difficult to come up with the different perks? Like, well, what are we going to offer at $60? What's the, you know, like, how hard was it to come up with interesting perks? Uh, it, it was a little different, uh, um, difficult because we, we didn't, we, we actually had some, some guy at Indiegogo that, uh, that works at Indiegogo that is a fan of Rosetta that when he saw that our, our campaign uh, on Rosetta's Facebook page that he actually reached out to us and he was like, well, let, let, me, let me help you, give you some tips um, to help you guys succeed. Oh, and do share, do share. You're getting some Indiegogo insight. Well, first of all, right. that's amazing. So that's awesome. So I think initially we had the, the, $50, uh, the $50 perk um, as as what I I just I just threw it up there as the featured perk because I didn't really I didn't really think about it too much. It was like oh sure I'll I'll just put the fifty dollar in there and he and he actually said that and Indiegogo will also say this that the most claimed perk on every across all campaigns is typically b between is the twenty five or thirty dollar perk. If you have one that's priced around there, that's typically the one that the majority of people go go for. And that's I would say that's actually relatively true um, uh, and uh, so he actually said okay well so like let's feature the $30 or the uh, $30 perk so that's what we did uh, initially and then he was trying to work with us to see if we could get some perks that were beyond just video um, of possibly some merchandise, like some kind of T-shirt or, or, uh, or something signed by the band, but we couldn't, we couldn't necessarily get the band to commit to that. Um, so we still did kind of stay with the uh, the videos and stuff like that. And it was a little difficult. Um, I think our our most challenging thing um, was once we kind of kind of got past. Uh, we had the three, the, we had the $10, we had the $30, and the $50 initially. And those, we thought, were were really solid. We thought that people would be really interested in that. Um, is the $150 and the $750, we struggled with those for quite a while. Uh, and, I mean, as you see, the, the $150, we only have one, I think, one backer on that. Um, and... Uh, Dash or not. Yeah, and kind of having something... Something in the mid range between the fifty and and um, uh, and and the one fifty is something that we did struggle with for a little while, and we ended up doing the the kind of the two disc DVD where the second disc um, basically includes all the all the concert footage, all the all the the two concerts that we filmed in their entirety. Um, so that's kind of what we ended up doing, but. If we didn't have those concerts, I'm not entirely sure what we would have done as the kind of mid-range um, uh, spot between those things. But you do, I think what he was saying is, yes, lots of perks, um, especially in the lower, lower end, um, I, and I would say probably up to 150, that you need to have it kind of, kind of uh, if we could do it better, we would have maybe put a little, put a little more thought into those mid-range between that 50 and 150 uh, before before we had launched, and so that's what I'd recommend everyone else doing before doing a campaign, is really kind of work hard to 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 fill all those gaps. Maybe having having one at seventy five or eighty or something like that, 
uh, as well. It's interesting to me because I know like uh, online um, entrepreneurs and business people and marketers, they um, just see a very common sort of just like a three three price tier. They might something like you can get something at nineteen ninety nine or it's the the new the new um, thing is not nineteen ninety nine. It's like nineteen ninety seven or whatever, like nineteen dollars mm. and ninety seven cents. So you get something like that, and then you get a uh, then they offer something for like. Thirty-nine dollars and ninety-seven cents, or something like that, and then they, right. then it's like ninety-nine dollars and ninety-nine cents. So they stick with like the three sort of tiered price. And I'm wondering, I haven't seen any uh, uh, Yoga or Kickstarter campaign perks were simplified, where it's like, look, you got we're offering a ten-dollar thing. Um, a $35 thing and a straight up $100 thing and I guess maybe like if and then like one $5,000 thing or whatever it might be, it's, I don't know exactly <laughs> but it's interesting to see I, I, I haven't seen it yet but I wonder if uh, if that would work um, I don't know, it was, just, it was just curious to me. Let me let me ask you so we go back to my, my fun screen share again then we'll lose your audio from it. So. <laughs> so, okay, so you did that. You did offer a lot of smaller perks. You, you reached, did you reach out to people be, that you knew before the launch? Uh, yeah, so we did reach out to people we know before the launch. We did reach out to um, uh, the, the people that appear in the film, not just the band itself, but the kind of the auxiliary people, uh, including... Um, uh, a lead singer of a band that influenced them that has a relatively popular um, he has a kind of a like a kind of like a brand of, of merchandise and stuff that he, he has and he has a following on on Facebook um, so we reach out to him, we reach out to this music critic uh, that appears in the film uh, we reach out to all the, all the people that appear in the film to kind of help us promote it uh, some of those, some of that's kind of been staggered over the over the campaign. So it wasn't all all just, hey, go support this this movie. Some of it, so the band was right up front. Uh, the guy with the the from the other other band that influenced Rosetta, uh, he just I think sent something out yesterday. Um, so we're trying to kind of stretch it out a little bit. And then of course we we pretty much contacted all our friends and family. Uh, as well, um, and right, other kind of filmmaking groups that we're involved with. Interesting. Yeah. Let me ask you. So um, then they they mentioned that you you know you should send out tailored messages and follow individually. Um, I think that in terms of just like the concept is anybody who has press interest, um, it's good to follow up. So it's not just like one message is simply like. Hey, uh, just following up again. If you, you know, want to help us out, there's some there's something to be said about being persistent, you know, right? Or to, to where you're not necessarily being a um, annoying, but there's a fine art between like gentle nudge and promotion. Uh, did you guys get into any of that kind of stuff with your uh, marketing campaign for the crowdfunding? Uh, I think we're we're probably going to go a little bit more uh, tailored um, in. To, to kind of make sure that the people that we want to get kind of involved with this movie, the that they specifically know about it. Because I know sometimes, especially with the the Facebook algorithms changing all the time. I mean, probably Facebook is our primary form of engaging with people right now. Um, and with that algorithm, it can easily get lost. The just just kind of general general messages. So I think that's probably our our focus in the next twenty days is kind of go, um, kind of more individually and, and let let certain people that we we want to talk more with about this film, uh, let them know that hey this exists because uh, um, you know you may have heard us talking about it before but it's actually it's actually happening it's it's finishing up and we'd love your help um, on a nice. more one-on-one -on -one basis because I know I know I I follow some pages and I feel like I never see um, see any updates because Facebook's always changing that algorithm. Yeah, that's a whole another can, and we'll, we'll go into some. I mean, yeah. see here. Um, 
here's some three tips. Here's some three tips from Indiegogo uh, to see. This is it's coming from the CEO. Uh, one, make a great campaign, which is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey, your number one tip. You just you know don't suck. That's yeah. pretty much what they're saying. <laughs> the number two thing is offer interesting perks. You know mm. uh, anything to t- uh, to interest to to draw in uh, potential. Um, I guess uh, contributors, backers, contributors. God, I, I can't tell the difference between them. Um, number three, do you have an audience that cares? And it's really, all this stuff is essentially the same thing that online entrepreneurs teach, which is um, don't necessarily make a product and push it onto your audience. You know, you make something, you 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 develop an idea only to a certain point just so that you're, you can test the waters to see if your audience cares or if there is an audience for it, which is what your campaign allowed you to do because you're like, hey, we love this band. We're interested in showing like their struggles as an independent uh, artist, you know, making it on their own without um, going to a label. Um, if you're interested in this, you know, in this plight, which is great because Justin told that story. Um, so you have this campaign idea, you've got the interesting perks, and it looks like you definitely did tap into an audience that cares. And so if you want to know, they actually, it's funny that you mentioned it, but the CEO also mentioned that the $25 perk is the most popular. So you have a $25, $35 range as a, as your perk, and yes, that's what you guys did, and that's coming from Indiegogo themselves. And I'll leave this link for anybody who wants to download this um, slide um, when I finish this uh, hangout up, and I wrap it all up nicely and then you can find it at uh, filmtrooper.com um, look for uh, film marketing Fridays under the film marketing tips okay that's a lot of a lot of things to look for but just <laughs> follow me here all right so um, oh I'm gonna switch back over here to you wait to me there's screen share I should pop up oh no did it hose again I see all you. Right. Okay, then I'm going to see you in a second. Hold on. <laughs> there you are. Okay. So, first of all, congratulations. That's that's awesome. I think in 11 days you guys were able to reach your goal. You know, and you, it didn't sound like you guys had necessarily like a hardcore sort of marketing plan in place, you know, or, okay, this is how we're going to attack it. Like day one, we're going to do this. Day two, it's like you did your due diligence and says, okay, we set up the Twitter uh, Twitter account, the um, Facebook page, and so on. We've taken our time to reach out to uh, those influencers uh, prior to launching the campaign, and you know, you, you put together your page correctly, having a nice uh, video in place to explain the story of why you guys are doing this and who Rosetta, Rosetta is for those who don't understand. But if you if you didn't like their music, the the here's a co- cool thing about what you guys have done. If you don't like the music, you've already communicated the story which is interesting mm. to any artist, which is like the fight to be independent. And this is actually fitting because today is Independence Day for uh, that we celebrate yeah. the 4th of July. And, you know, uh, there's a great quote from, like, Kevin Smith when he talks about independent filmmakers, Kevin Smith of, you know, Clerks and uh, Jay and Silent Bob and all that type of stuff. He talked about, you know, he's like, you know, you know F you, we're indie, you know, we're rock and roll indie, we're doing this on our own. Oh, then they're like, but wait a minute! I need to sell it to a, a distribution company to make any <laughs> make make anything happen. So like even back when they were selling all these uh, films and Slam Dance and Sundance, um, these independent filmmakers, yeah, they might have made the product themselves, but to get to the next step of distribution and exposure that gave them the careers they had, they still needed to rely on a distribution company. So they were still dependent, not independent, but dependent on some sort of pseudo studio system or other company to come in place. So the difference is I think some of the theme of today is where the story of Rosetta, they really are independent where they, this is the story that Justin wants to share is this this fight to be an independent artist and something that all artists can uh, grab onto and say you know that interests me no matter you know what art you're doing just the struggle of that to be independent is very very appealing and then um, but it's interesting I don't I don't necessarily think that anybody could ever become 100% independent because we are dependent right. on the number one thing which is the audience and fans you know we mm. 
so but the cool thing is we can be the independent of all this all these middlemen which is really great and which is the which is the the concept of film trooper in in general that um, you know filmmakers becoming entrepreneurs or learning entrepreneurial uh, methods to uh, enhance their filmmaking careers uh, so they know so they don't they don't necessarily feel like they have to be dependent on another entity um, and if they choose to do so if they go into business for instance for you guys if you choose to finish the film and you get a good deal like as long as you know distribution companies are offering you know giving up uh. actually I think somebody said it this the best it's like you're really asking yourself like how much of my company how much of this product am I willing to give up that's pretty much what you're asking for when you accept investment money or in this case for filming uh, a distribution deal like how are you willing to give up um, and uh, which is fun. You just have to be strategic about it. So let me ask you, do you guys have a uh, plan uh, or in set in, uh, or, or uh, to say like when this film is finished, um, is there is it a theater, you know, film film festival run, theatric run on your own or are you working with a distribution company or you can say, you know what, we're doing this independent. We're going to do this independent just like Rosetta would. So we're actually going to take the um, so when Rosetta actually released their last um, album, which I have always have a hard time, the the Anesthete, I think is is the name of the album. I, I always kind of mess up. No, I'm sorry, I talked over you again. What was it? Uh, what was the name? The the Anesthete, I think, is the name of the album. <laughs> that sounds that they, good to me. That they released. And, I can't pronounce any English words myself. Yeah. Um. And when they released it, they actually did it through uh, Bandcamp, which actually has a a pay-what-you-wish model. So what we're doing when releasing this film uh, through a combination, we're kind of self-hosting it with Amazon S3 and, um, uh, and WordPress plus WooCommerce. So we're we'll able to kind of do, we're setting up a system to where we can actually, at least for a, a limited run, we're gonna do a uh, uh, the the same experiment. So we're actually gonna offer, um, and it does talk a little bit about it on our on our Indiegogo page. We're actually gonna offer the people can actually if they really decide they don't want to want to spend any money on it, they they can actually download the film for free, or they can pay what they wish. The the same kind of concept. That's and, right. Uh, so we're gonna do. Uh, it's we're at least committing to to doing that for two weeks, uh, and seeing how it how it runs out. And we'll, we might continue on if if it if it's successful. But we figured that we were gonna completely mirror how Rosetta itself released their last album in releasing this film. Interesting. So actually, that's right. You guys, it, I forgot. I did read that at the bottom, which was. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, that's your plan. Pay your wish. So uh, it it may work, it may not, but we we wanted to we wanted to give it a try uh, with selling it using kind of setting up our own system and using Amazon as the back end. It's really going to cost us a couple a couple cents per download. Um, so even if even if a whole bunch of people download it, I think for us it's still uh, a win win because we want to kind of get it out there. Um, but we would love it, you know. Obviously, we'd love it if if we. Uh, I mean, he's put a lot of time and and money um, and at least money in the 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 time he's lost <laughs> uh, spending all this time making this movie. So it would be great if if Justin could kind of kind of get it back, and then we can put some money into the next film. Um, but we do we are committed on on this act, this experiment, and we want to check it out at least for two weeks. And then if if uh, if it doesn't work out, um, then we'll, we'll move to a fixed cost. But one way what we're going to do, we're going to kind of continue on offering some of these same perks. Um, so it's a pay what you wish, but if they want the concert, you know, if you if you give, I think probably similar to what the Indiegogo campaign level was. Um, so say you wanted to get all the videos that were in the $30 level or, or the $50, all the concert video and stuff like that, then if you were, you can get the film itself for free. 
but if you gave 30 bucks, you'd get all those videos that, that we were offering as part of the Indiegogo at that $30 level. You get all the rest of those those things. So we'll we do have we'll we'll have some stuff that that will encourage people to to still uh, still spend money and still still spend money on the film. Gotcha, gotcha. So. Very cool. Well, you know what? Um, thank you so much for coming on and just chatting with me about the project. You guys have 20 days left um, as of July 4th, um, and you know. The great thing about it is, even though you hit your goal, you you made a new goal or you know a new perk, and it just keeps going. And now you have this thing that shows sort of what we call social proof that people are are way you know to back this project, and you can actually use that sort of um, to your advantage for other marketing things. So if you you put together your buffer team, you can just say, okay, we you know we hit our perk, and more people are interested. But um, you know we've added some other. Please contribute. So the the concept is it's like oh this. So if there's somebody says oh in this project because they're willing to pay it, maybe I'll just take a quick li uh, look at the link. You know. Yeah. And I don't know feed. Um, uh, if something like every little headline that you do. And you put like a the uh, short like a Bitly or uh, a short sort of code links you to your Indiegogo campaign. Uh -huh. Definitely make sure you have your hashtags in there. You know, so it's hashtag. That's how people sort of find you that are not part of your circle. So it's like um, hashtag new film, hashtag you know battle, hashtag or whatever it is Rosetta, especially yeah. if it's Rosetta. You know. And then try to find if people are having uh, discussions. So you can do a quick search within uh, Twitter to say, you know, hashtag Rosetta if anybody's, you know, referring to the band that may not be in your um, circle, who may not know about this. Then you can, you know, great thing about Twitter, you can just say, like, at, you know, Joe Smith, hey, I, mm -hmm. you know, I liked your, or I retweeting your, um, your post about post metal or, or, or something that they might be interested in, and then you know you can direct them back to your link. Um, you know that that type of engagement, and you can kind of set it up and buffer that way, so that you're sort of broadcasting out. Um, it's not the most engaging, but it's the only way to to maximize sort of exposure because people are you know Twitter are getting like five minutes chunks. You know what I mean? Right. So definitely make sure you use the hashtags to your advantage, or find out what hashtags would be valuable. Um, in conjunction with any sort of uh, small link that directs you to the um, the, the Go Indiegogo campaign, because you even though you've hit your goal, this is a great opportunity to even get more funding. But also, if it's not more funding, just more interest, because right. you said you guys have a way to acquire um, uh, email accounts, and that's sort of what you want. The golden the golden nugget for all businesses is the email account just because you can collect this email list because like you said Facebook you don't know what's going to happen with the rules whether or not anybody sees your posts from the pages you have because I'm gonna be the, the reality is is organic search is pretty much dead in Facebook mm -hmm. um, the only thing that works in Facebook is if people are actively uh, answering questions or, or responding or sharing the links that you are sh are you are posting on your page, only right. then those people might see any updates that come into their feed. Everyone else that might have liked it but are not actively engaging in that will not see it organically. They're gonna it, it never it never comes up in their feed, even though I have a ton of pages I've liked but I don't interact with it regularly or see anything come into my news feed. The only thing I see coming in my news feed are people that are paying for the ads. So you'll see like sponsored, you know, that's what I'm seeing come in. Um, right. So sort of that's how Facebook works. But, you know, with the social proof you have of a successful campaign, use that as a positive advantage to get more fans or anybody that can, you know, jump onto the, the, the email list or something. Because you never know, because somebody may not be willing to pay for the $10 perk, but they'll be willing to pay you know, a dollar to five dollars once the thing comes out, but at right. least they know it's coming. And if you guys can show the goodwill and just show uh, the human side of your your campaign, people have a weird way of like once it finally hits, like you know what, ah, yeah, five bucks or whatever, like ten right. bucks. There's this this feeling of the uh, Dove Sibin talks about it. it's the the W 
WTF uh, price point. The you know, what the f? <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll pay for this for this much. Anyhow, so well, you might want to do that. Um, it, it, yeah. it might be helpful because um, you have some great leverage here because you have a successful campaign. You have social proof that people want to see it, and I think you guys can definitely use it to your advantage um, in anything that you do moving forward. Um, because uh, that's a great feather in the cap to say, hey. Um, we're part of a successful uh, crowdfunding campaign for this particular project, and come join us for the, the new ride or whatever you want to do, and definitely pump that up. So, with that said, um, do you have any? Uh, I know you're standing up there. Yeah, my now. my battery's. I was running off of battery power, and it's almost dead. So I'll I'll, uh, I'll finish up uh, now. Yeah, once you finish, we're, so. we've hit the hour <laughs> mark. So I was going to share. I was going to share uh, your link so everybody again mm -hmm. can get your link to the Indiegogo campaign and know more about what you guys are doing. But do you have any final words you want to just share um, out there that um, when we go uh, post it out there? Uh, oh yeah. So sorry. <laughs> just so I would reorganize here. Uh, yeah, normally I normally do also. <laughs> I have a desktop, uh, kind of an office area, but um, it doesn't have. I, I just got a. a the desktop, and it doesn't. Have, I don't have a webcam for it, so um, kind of more mobile on my uh, laptop here. Um, no, I think uh, I think you kind of wrapped it up nicely. I think it's 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 been an interesting experience and something that I have not done. I haven't done this this kind of this part of it before, as far as the marketing or the crowdfunding or any of that. And I think it's um, kind of I, I do have a, a little bit of a history with. Um, uh, web stuff as far as a uh, little, little bit of website uh, design and stuff like that. So kind of figuring that that part of it's been interesting. Kind of figuring out, okay, it is possible that we can do a pay what you wish thing, which is which which is something that we wanted to try to do. Um, and it's uh, it's just it's just really inspiring how many different there's just so many options now of. Of being able to get it out, get it out there, and and it's it's great to see, um, or just to know that that hey, there's at least at least somebody interested in watching this film. Sometimes it's it's hard when you're working, um, maybe sometimes you know for a couple months uh, on a film, and and maybe you don't know if anyone actually wants to see it. And now with the internet being what it is, you can you can. Create a trailer. You can create create something, a clip or, or something like that, and you can share it with people, and you can get pretty pretty real time feedback. Um, I mean, the fact that we got requests for the DVDs and that we were able to add that within a few moments and immediately start seeing results of that. Like you can you can react very quickly to to what your fans or who are the people that you're making this film for actually want. And that's that's really cool about uh, about using all having all these tools available. It's just figuring out the right combination and and using it all. And I, I think that's probably why you have your 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 podcast as well um, and and your site uh, is is trying to figure out which which tools and and such are going to be the most beneficial uh, for your film and getting it out there. So yeah, definitely. Well, Jeremy, uh, thank you so much uh, for coming on. And uh, just sharing the story of Rosetta and what you guys are doing, and I just wanted to kind of prod a little bit about you know the steps you guys have done with the crowdfunding campaign. And my whole thing is, what's fantastic about this is that you guys are creating a product, a digital product. It's a film product. Um, obviously, you can go on DVD and whatnot too. But the cool mm -hmm. thing about it is that um, the process of the crowdfunding allows you to do in a very focused time frame, like 31 days, to figure out how to market, to reach out to a customer base, and to see results, uh, monetary results from the efforts. And so what happens then is, believe it or not, you've already entered the world of entrepreneurship. Because now, once you get through this and you see what works and what doesn't work, what you, what you hope to have happen is like, how can we supersize it the next time? You know what I mean? It's like you... Right. Like we got this experience or um, the trial and error because it's so it's it's the rite of passage for anybody who's venturing out to be an entrepreneur, even filmmaker, is or in just things in life is simply to fail. Let's say fail, but you're just 
you know, you got to try, and then if something doesn't work or didn't work, why didn't it work? And you try to, you know, come back at it again and again. I think what is it, Thomas Edison, you know, um, went through 10,000 iterations of the light bulb before he got it right. And mm. he never saw it as a failure. He just said, oh, I found 10,000 ways it didn't work. So an right. entrepreneur sees it in a much more of a positive, the, the, grass, the, the glass is half filled, you know, not empty. So in this particular case, it's fantastic because anybody who builds a product, a digital product, and sells it online is going to have to learn some of these, um, all the basic aspects of business, you know, product development, uh, marketing, you know, distribution, all these types of things, and you guys are doing it, and you may not even know that you're actually doing it, and then you got to mm -hmm. step back. And the cool thing about it is hopefully you'll see some other things be like, you know, we did this with the film. I wonder what other things we can do. Like, what other ways we can serve the audience or provide something for customer base, but still utilize or supersize techniques that we had done in our first effort. And uh, between, like, what and how, like, successful on look at things and those kind of know they had the opportunity right in front of their uh, entrepreneurs always just looking at like they, they see it slightly different where they like you know here's an opportunity you could do you definitely could do something like this because my feelings are with you guys' work it's like you finish it but I see a great opportunity to sort of piggyback it on with what's going on with the artifact campaign maybe just like after you're done with it trial and error or something maybe just sort of wrap to uh, worked with uh, that that documentary uh, but even if it's not working with them directly um, you got there's there's a shared uh, message that you guys have in your film which is the in the plight of the independent artists fighting to be independent you know a larger entity and that it in itself is sort of the theme that you can try to latch on to other stories maybe it's an author Maybe it's a artist, a painter that's doing something similar. So mm -hmm. when you now you have this theme, this is sort of like um, your theme of marketing that you can uh, reach out to audiences that may not be familiar with Rosetta. So it's just something to think about, you know, in the back of your mind as you sort of ex expand into um, the development of the project. Mm -hmm. But either that, all, the, all, all in all, we'll wrap it up here. It's Fourth of July. Your battery almost died, but you made it. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, thank you. Thank you so much for taking your time again. I will definitely share the links, everybody. And if you uh, if you hang hang tight here, I got to do my due diligence and do my screen share of how I how I wrap this stuff up. So here it is again the the link for in the Indiegogo campaign, and this will be available to everybody to take a look at. And and I, as you guys know, I always have a thing to help me out. It's just like listen. For anybody who sat around and watched this thing all the way to the end, um, I always, always offer this free gear guide at freegearguide.com, and this is an equipment list of everything that I use to make a feature film for for $500 with no crew. And again, that's at freegearguide.com. It's just an equipment list. It's kind of fun just to see all the equipment that was used. And on when you do for this, you know, uh, 